This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope. Dear friend, today's program was made with you in mind. We have for you the heart of the church, pillow talk, good music, and present truth. Please stay with us. It's time for the segment, The Heart of the Church. Hello, our dear listener. Welcome once again to your program, The Heart of the Church, where we study God's Word to apply to our lives. This season, we are looking at creation and interpreting God's Word through the creation stories. I'm here with our friends, Gloria Osei Bafu. Frank You are so welcome to the program. Thank you. And uh, we appreciate you coming every time to take us through God's word. My name is Emmanuel Lyon. We'll pray with Frank as we start the study. Our God and King, we thank you that you have given us another privilege of study. Our desire is that let your spirit be with us. Teach us to understand it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, as I said, today is a summary of all we've been doing so far from the beginning of the week. We were looking at the Bible as history. And we went through a few sessions. We looked at David, Solomon, and the monarchy. We also saw Isaiah, Hezekiah, and Sennacherib, or Sennacherib. We saw Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar, and Babylon. And then we came to see the historical Jesus where our focus is and what the Bible says about him as factual as a baby. We've also seen faith and history in that we need to take some of the things we see, uh, from the Bible on the basis of faith. I'll leave it for our panelists to give us a version of their own summaries before we continue. Frank, let's start with you. The Bible as history. History in this context should affirm our faith. How is it going to affirm our faith? The things that we are reading in the scripture as way of authenticating the authority of the scripture. We are having extra evidence that are non-biblical and these are seen in historical uh, history and then archaeology. We have a lot of things that have been said in the scripture that have been identified by archaeologists. Besides, there are some historical figures who took certain actions and we saw the reward they had from those actions. And these are examples for us. Even though it is history, if we also follow their examples, we are going to get reward because the God who gave them victory is the same God we also serve today. And so we have the evidence that if we act faithfully as Daniel did in Daniel 1.8, God is going to give us favor. Yes, um, Gloria, please come with your submission. Mm, this week, the Bible has history. From the memory test, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Exodus 22. God, even in relation to the Israelites, would always want to point them back to history uh-huh. so that it affirms his hand and his power in their lives. And so, it is by no accident that history is recorded for us. Mostly we say that whoever forgets his or her roots has no uh, existence actually because yes, if you forget your roots, it's like a tree without roots. 
you are superficial, you are not existing. Similarly, as God saw it wise to always point us back to the children of Israel, back to history, we must also be interested in history. And the word of God, we say that is embodied in history, right from the account of creation down through, through to the account of Noah, the first destruction, uh, we come to the children of Israel, how God related to them through our fall till the redemptive, redemptive story of Jesus Christ. All these, Christ's death, they are all in history, but they have direct bearing on our lives. Why would the, we are told that the scripture just assumes the existence of God and that makes our scripture is a historical book, all right, but there is the historical part that makes it unique from other books because the when we talk about history, history is about facts. This happened and that is it. And that is how our scripture begins with it. In the beginning, God created him. God did this. So the scripture, just as history is presented to us, I cannot say that if we should record before 2006, six in Ghana, uh, Nana, what, what, um, His Excellency John Mahama was the president of Ghana. This is a fact. If I'm giving you this fact in history, I need not prove to you because that is a fact. It's a fact that he was the president of Ghana. Similarly, the Bible exists in history and the Bible is there to give us the facts that we need to know about God. That is why it assumes the existence of God and is just recounting what has happened through time. But we draw on the lessons in there for us such that those things that are recounted to us in history still have relevance on our lives because, yes, there are similar bearings that if we also act in faith, we are also going to benefit from those people's actions just as we are told to do. So we need to act in faith. I think that was the conclusion, uh, especially on, on Thursday, to act in faith. Maybe we'll look at a few questions here, probably just two of them, to buttress what we studied for this week. And Frank, I'll come to you looking at the Bible and the way some of these um, facts should be seen, because we can have archaeological findings which sometimes go to speak contrary to the Word of God. In such cases, how do we uh, take those archaeological findings as facts to buttress Scripture? The Scripture itself said, if they do not speak according to the prophets, it is because there is no light in them. So then, we will not be able to pick whatever tender contradicts the Scripture. If we get any information, that information should enable us to understand more the scripture but if it is contradictory that information we can rely on it so then what we need to do is that whenever we get any source of information which is non-biblical we should be mindful as to how we rely on it i mean how we use it we should not place reliance on such information even though they are going to help us understand the scripture like we have mentioned, there are a whole lot of archaeological findings that are pointing to the existence of some people who have lived as per the history of the scripture. So if the history of the scripture is mentioning their existence and we are finding archaeological support, I think that is a very good thing to help, uh, help us accept the truth of the Bible. But then if they are contradictory, we need not worry ourselves because... They are not the 
primary source of our, uh, I mean, they are not the words of God directly. It is the scripture which is the word of God directly. So anything that contradicts with the word of God, we need not to take it. All right. So we need not to maybe have so much faith in the things that do contradict God's word, even though the archaeological findings that scripture may have talked about in one way or the other. Uh, Gloria, let's look at it from this way also, um, about the prophecies of uh, Daniel to Daniel 7. There were kingdoms there. A lot of some of these things have come to pass. How do we see the God or the prophecies uh, and the God behind it on what is yet to come to pass? I mean, from what Daniel said. Mm, fortunately for us, Scripture didn't leave us with just the history. It also goes into the future. Okay. So if as we when you, you read as a Daniel where kingdoms were presented mm-hmm. in the form of the Greece was mentioned mm-hmm. even before the time. Yes. Medopesha was mentioned even before the time and we see them being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So for us in our days we have every evidence which should confirm we should uh, be the reason why we should trust this so well because there are also other prophecies that are yet to be fulfilled that we have the assurance that if those ones have been fulfilled already and we have every google all of them and then you have them then uh we for us we are much more fortunate than those who lived in earlier days because every other thing that has been promised or prophesied if i should say would definitely come to pass rather interesting but also unfortunately we had this uh, global pandemic in the COVID-19 and it's it's really devastated our economies all around the world however it looks like it's something that has already been prophesied so to speak we'll be having t- times like this pestilence will be coming and things like that for us Christians even though sad that is one of the wake up calls we need to get ourselves prepared because there's a time coming when this world is finally closing down and for our listener out there we are so sorry if you suffered any impact uh, be it yourself or anyone close to you on this COVID-19 and we're still praying for those who are still suffering for those who are still going through heartache and the rest the Lord will take us through this even though it's prophesied he will see his children throughout the end will glorify his holy name We're looking at prophecy, the Bible and the prophecies that are therein. We would be having an exciting time, as I said, because it's a bit theoretical and a little bit challenging to go through these studies. But let's go on to today's topic, uh, which is Sunday's topic, historicism and prophecy. And one thing we should bear in mind as Christians, and most Christians do, that the foundation method for interpreting scripture and studying the Bible prophecies is what we call historicism. Maybe I'll let Frank give us a briefing into that. We are looking at interpreting scripture. And as an aspect of scripture is prophecy. So in our quest to interpret scripture, we also need to interpret prophecy. And there are several approaches that theologians and Christians use. And one of them is the historicism. And this historicism is more or less a conti- at something in the continuum. So then something happens over a period of time, continue, there is no break. And we have a very good example in the book of Daniel, as in the, the image of Daniel 2. 
it gives the account of various kingdoms from one kingdom to another to another until the end of the earth it is continuous there is no break in that so that is basically about the historicism thank you so much about that submission and in in Daniel's time we know that Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom was recognized as the head of gold maybe that dream we don't want to go into it so much but uh, Gloria you can give us some little insight into what it talked about and then let's see what happened afterwards what's the dream <clears throat> was all about yes on that statue made the head made of gold representing the Babylonian kingdom the chest of uh, bronze representing the Middle Persian kingdom then the lip the middle part made of brass the Greece symbolizing the Greece the Greek kingdom then leg of iron the fourth kingdom Roman kingdom and then the feet clay mixed with iron in our present days and then we have the stone uh-huh. that symbolize the kingdom of God from an unknown hands divine intervention scattering all these images and the procession from the top to the bottom uh, for today's own we talk about historicism and prophecy because we've had as we say historic prophecy in that sequence that linear sequence that we are given single events in prophecy which predicts the word uh, the word kingdoms from a time from the beginning to the end such that parts of that prophecy that same event that same prophecy has been fulfilled in history that is the historicism and others are yet to be uh, fulfilled so we have prophecy that has been fulfilled in the past which is part of history and then some are still being fulfilled now in the present which extends into the future which is also prophecy that we are looking forward to and that affirms our faith that's those ones that are futuristic would definitely be fulfilled yeah it looks like because the first ones have been fulfilled and it's a continuous you said it means the rest will be fulfilled jesus christ assures us and maybe you can read it from john chapter 14 verse 29 frank can you do that for us john 14 verse 29 the Bible says, And now I have told you before it comes to pass, that when it comes to pass, you might believe. And here Jesus Christ is putting it to us straight. He has already told us. Yes. When he does, when the thing comes to pass, then we should know that's what he said. But it means we have an advantage. What's that advantage? Uh, I mean, against those who didn't have this, this kind of resource uh, to them. You know, the people who live, for instance, in the time of Nebuchadnezzar, mm. if you look at the image of Nebuchadnezzar's dream. That image started from the Nebuchadnezzar era. Okay. So if somebody was within that era, he wouldn't he would only anticipate that something has been said about this kingdom that it will pass away. We are not in that place or that era. Several periods have gone as predicted by that dream. You understand? So then we have more evidence to believe that what is coming, I mean the kingdom of God, which will be established forever, we have more evidence than those who lived in the time of Nebuchadnezzar. 
So that is an advantage on our side. Yes, and we know what is to come, and so we get prepared for it. But all too soon, our time is up, and so we'll end it here. We'll ask Sister Gloria to pray with us on what we have told you. Father, we thank you for the gift of your word and your prophecies, Lord. We thank you for what has been fulfilled so far. We thank you for the strength and the faith you've given us to remain resolute in the face of all this. We continually ask that grant us the faith to remain under your food, even as your your prophecies are being fulfilled in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And tomorrow, our dear listener will come your way with the year day principle that we want to use to understand interpretation of scripture. Until we do so, stay blessed. another segment for you and that is present truth i bring you greetings from our dear lord jesus christ this is the present truth with your pastor charles echamphodia shall we pray father in heaven we are grateful unto you this day We thank you for giving us this privilege to listen to your word. We ask that you descend and you speak so that we hear your voice in Jesus' name. Amen. The topic 
for today is be like Caleb. Be like Caleb. Let's read Numbers chapter 14 verse 24. Numbers chapter 14 verse 24. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. Amen. Dear friend, I want you to be likened to Caleb. Who is he? Caleb, the Israelites have been in slavery for long, about 430 years. They are returning to the land that the Lord promised them. In fact, when they were coming, many of them died on the way. But before they were about to enter into the land that God promised them, God asked them to go and look around and see the land that the Lord had prepared for them. This is the time that Caleb began to surface for people to see. Twelve people were sent to go into the land. If you read the book of Numbers, chapter 13, chapter 14, and then chapter 15, they went and they were to bring a report from checking the land and surveying everything. But ten of them told them, please, we can't go there. We can't fight them. They are stronger than us. We look like just insects before them. We can't stand them. But this man stood with Joshua. And he said, By the grace of God, we will be able to overcome them. This is the word that I want you to use. By the grace of God, always have this courage that by God's grace you'll be able to overcome. Nobody can overcome you, dear friend. When the Lord God is on your side, nobody can overcome you. Have that spirit of Caleb. Do not let others overtake you. Do not let people say that you can't. You can't, but let all other people see that indeed you have somebody behind you. Who is Jesus Christ? You have somebody who is leading you. Who is Jesus Christ? He is your victor. He has already won the victory for you on the cross. Friend, why don't you have that spirit of Caleb? That yes, the people are tall. Yes, things are hard. But I know there is going to be victory. Yes, I've tried. I've tried severally. But I'm not able to get somebody to marry. I know victory is awaiting me. Yes, I've tried. I've tried to get work to do. I know the Lord will give me work. Have that spirit of Caleb. So in Numbers chapter 14 verse 24, this is what the Lord says. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. Friend, you will inherit it no matter what comes your way. Your way. The Lord will help you to overcome everything. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Stand brave. Stand very tall. And say, with God, all things are possible. 
Nothing can overcome me. I am victorious. Victory is mine. Be like Caleb. Don't follow the other ten. Sometimes many will say we can't. But tell them, with God, victory is ours. Let us move on. Move on. And victory will be yours. May the Lord be with you. May you have that spirit of Caleb. No matter what comes your way. No matter the downs. No matter the ups. No matter what comes. You are going to be victorious. May the Lord be with you. May he bless you. May he make you like Caleb in your life. God be with you. Stay blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, you have told us that Caleb, you blessed him and you have given him land to inherit. We also want to inherit heaven. All that comes our way. Oh Lord, help us so that we are able to overcome. Let us be victorious in our lives. In Jesus' name have you prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. We would like to hear from you. So call us on the number plus 233-5015-61849. Plus 233-5015-61849. You can also email us at the address AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com. Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com. You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists, P.O. Box KS17564, Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. For AWR Ghana, I am Bell. May God bless you. Oh, oh, oh.